The track you just heard was Six Degrees from Phrenology by Lore Automation, who are my guests for this episode tonight. Uh, we have guitarist and vocalist Derek Allen and bassist Brian Sutton on. And we'll talk about uh, sort of the making of this album, um, what they've been up to with coping with the pandemic, and also talking about what they have coming up this summer. Um, I'm actually really excited to have you guys on. I've been following uh, your band for a few years. I think when pandemic stuff hit and then uh, I, the, the single that you, or the first track you, you guys posted, uh, the father's shirt is a dress on me. Um, that blew me away. So um, oh, yeah, yeah really, thanks, really cool stuff. Um, so, you, you know, I've, I've actually uh, today um, listened to the album and, and it's, you know, it's short and sweet. Um, there's a lot of music you guys cram in there, which is, is fantastic. Um, but I actually did like a 5K to it. Um, so a few times awesome. through. Yeah. Um, and it was actually a really good pace for me. So um, <laughs> Damn. it is, it is. Um, but it was, it was entertaining to listen to as I was running. So uh, let's dive into your album. So you guys put this out last year. Is it, this is your first full length, as I'm understanding, um, at least from what I could tell on your band camp as well. Um, yeah. What what's the backstory behind the material on the album? How did it kind of come together? And is there like some sort of vision for it or a kind of cohesive um like strategy or narrative or any? I guess you could I guess my question would be. Um I yeah, it was not made cohesively. <laughs> okay. Um like a collection then? Yeah, I mean it uh I so we were just gonna do another EP. Okay. And then that was our plan before COVID hit. COVID hit. Um, and then uh, we just kept having more and more songs. And I think we had 11 or 12 and then just ended up keeping 10 of them. Well, so the first song, Father Shirt is Dressed on Me, we actually tracked that kind of like how we've always, well, we tracked drums at a friend's place. And then um, Brian and I did our parts in uh, my parents' basement. Oh, okay. And then um, the rest of the album, yeah, we, we went to a, um, a cabin in somewhere in like Western Michigan and uh, recorded the, the last nine songs. That's awesome. Oh, God, that's that's right. We did record. Oh, man, that's so long ago. I didn't even remember <laughs> that we recorded those first couple of songs. Right. Damn. Yeah, COVID time, like you just forget like that year, year yeah. and a half. Gap yeah, it's been just, it's yeah, it's like Twilight Zone, right? It, it's been about like ten years in the span <laughs> of like three, so like, right <laughs> memory yeah. is gone. Yeah, yeah, I remember when you came out with the first track, the the father's shirt is a dress on me. Uh, completely blew me away. Um, just, I mean, the production values were really good, so kudos on that. But just the arrangement and, um. The one, the one thing I like about your guys' material, especially uh, even more so on this this album, is that um, for as short as the songs are, we're talking like one to two minutes in, in range. Um, or, you know, I think one one of them clocks in at like two fifty or something. That might be your <laughs> your, your radio single, right? Um, <laughs> you guys really pack it in. <laughs> I mean, and I, I think that what's cool is like you you don't feel like. Um, it's like short you feel like you're you're you're, it's like that weird sort of like sense of like when you're dreaming and like you know it's only a few minutes or 10 minutes but you feel like you've been in that for like a year so um my my analog um i mentioned this earlier um we're kind of getting set up 
is uh, so I listened to uh, the whole album today when I was running. Um, I, I ran a, a 5K, which is about three three miles for those of you who don't want to do the math out there. Um, and it, it takes me a bit to do that. It took me about 45 minutes to do that. So I was able to get through the album a couple of times with some change. Um, and I, I didn't feel like it, it, blew, it blew through or breezed through. It was like, wow. I mean, it was just like this really kind of cool soundtrack for that. Um, but I was actively listening as I was running and, and just the, the amount of, of time changes and just the, the twists and turns you guys have in your, your, your tunes. Um, it, it's impressive. You're able to cram that in for such short pieces. I'm kind of curious though, like how, why, why go for the short form? Is that just something kind of coming out of like more of like a punk aesthetic or, um, you know, I'm just curious what, what your thoughts are on that. Uh, well, for me personally, I don't, um, I don't think that's like, uh, something we've tried to do. It just kind of happens. It's like an organic thing, huh? Okay. Yeah, well, well, actually, there, I mean, there have been times, like, with the song Dread, that was, like, a, maybe a minute longer, maybe not a full minute. And Brian, at one point before we recorded, was like, the song would just be so much better if we just took out the first, I think it was, like, 30-something seconds. Huh. And so I was like, yeah, actually, I think you're right. And so we did that. Um, except for, like, one little riff we kept, I think. Okay. I think I think there's something kind of subconscious where uh, me me and Derek are like Derek more than me, uh, but we definitely both have this uh, tendency uh, to like panic over literally nothing. Yeah. Um, so there's something subconscious about like we have the short songs so that nobody has to look at us for longer than 20 minutes <laughs> and we can get it all out go there about our day. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> It's express rock. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's cool. Um, that panic you're talking about, that that um, vibe really really comes across with. I mean, the vocal delivery, but also just the the general feel of it. I mean, I, I consider we could probably sit here all night and talk about the like, bands' potential influences. I I, I don't want to have that conversation because I kind of feel it's trite. Um, but what I do want to, want to, what resonates with me is just the, the urgency, the energy, the, the nervousness, the anxiety, all, all those things are really cool to hear in, in this kind of music, um, as challenging as it is to listen to it, but it's also, it, it's, there's like a, uh, I don't want to say smoothness, but there's like a melodicism you still have going on to it. And, and, you know, I don't, I, I their comparisons to like Fugazi at the drive-in, Mars Volta, et cetera, et cetera. Um, those are there, but I, I think it, it's a really cool balance of, of, of that. Um, so I'm kind of curious from a, a compositional standpoint, do you start with like just the music ideas and kind of lay your, your, your vocals on top of that? Or how, how does that work? Uh, yeah, usually vocal ideas come last in the music okay process but um that album a lot of the lyrics were written first and then that kind of dictated some of the rhythms and stuff that we would use right so um, you had some like pre pre conceived ideas in terms of like phrasing for the different lines and all that then exactly kind of yeah building it around okay cool um, but yeah most of the time that's the last thing we 
like we're we just finished writing another album that we're starting to record on friday and oh, cool. um brian and andy still have only heard i think one of the songs with the vocals <laughs> and then like vocals are just kind of like i mean you, you kind of use it as a map in that sense but like you, you just kind of go away and or you do that at the end after you guys get all your takes in and after you're done with the arrangement and all that um Cause that's the other thing I'm like, you know, trying to kind of follow along as a musician, like, you know, but I'm a bit of a nerd. So I'm like counting along, like, okay, when does this change? How many, how many beats is this and, and, and such. And I imagine Andy's having a field day as a drummer behind you guys, you know, cause it's pretty, pretty free sounding too. You know I mean, um, you know, um, but um, I, I think that just that the compositions and the arrangements are just so, uh, I want, you know, they're spastic, but there's like a flowy floatiness about them too. I can't really think of a better word for that. So, um, and then the stuff that you guys write musically, is it uh, kind of a more of a collaborative process? Do you guys just bounce riffs off each other? Or um, is it more of just kind of an improvisational thing where you guys get together and jam and, and form sections around that? Well, Derek has this, um, this sort of like centipede energy where he's always uh coming up with stuff okay um, and so he comes up with sort of like the skeletons of things and then um because he's not a very good bassist he'll be like hey does this bass line sound fine um hmm. and occasionally i'll throw some noodles at the wall uh, until it sticks um there, there's sort of a point where we've all um, suggested stuff enough that we can't can't really like pinpoint like which one of us like made up that part or which one of us made up that part uh to certain stuff but it it, it does really all start with uh Derek's uh, um sort of uh skeletons pulling themselves out of his basement covered in muscle without meat um, <laughs> that's just tendons <laughs> tendons and synapses that's cool <laughs> just picturing this like nervous their nervous sort of like framework that you guys are like molding around yeah that's yeah that's that's a very good uh, uh representation for what it is that's that's probably the best is is just this horrified nervous system begging to not exist that we've accidentally <laughs> uh thrown to the Kill me now! <laughs> exactly and we, and we have to we have to clothe it right quick before we start to feel worse and uh, <laughs> get it out the door yeah <laughs> uh but yeah that's basically i mean like i don't i don't think i have anything to add to that really like that's that's pretty much exactly what happens okay um but then there are there are times like for pretty much everything we've done brian and i have started like when we know we're going to start writing again um or like pick up speed on that again um brian and i will usually have a couple like like jam sessions or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Like just us two um, and go over stuff. And um, it's not that we even always use that stuff, but it's, it's like super helpful and informative of like where we're going or. Right. Um, and then, and then him and I also have done that at the end of the, like right before we start recording where we'll kind of go over everything and nitpick over like specific notes and riffs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so it is very, it's very like chaotic and messy. And like, I mean, there's just, you, like there is like on this, the new album that we're starting in, 
like two days now. Um, there's stuff that we just decided on Tuesday that we were going to use or, or keep a certain way or okay. we had an A, we, you know, we had two different choices and we chose like a lot of stuff is very last minute. Okay. <laughs> it's always kind of up in the air. It, it sounds like you guys have a, a pretty good um, sort of chemistry of working together um, in, in that sense. Then like you, you get together, you're able to either just put together ideas or, or, or you know, you come up with a, a sort of a, a clump of stuff and then you're able to kind of sort it out into new material. How, how long have you guys been working together? Too long. Oh man, that was going to be mine. I knew that's why I said it. Cause I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Too long. actually makes that the answer. So <laughs> Too long. Okay. Yeah. No, uh, Brian and I have known each other for man, maybe like eight years or something. Okay. Maybe not even that long. Too long. Too long. And maybe longer than that. I don't remember anymore. But yeah, I don't know when uh, when we started jamming, like 2015, I think, like the very end of 2015. Um, and like we we knew each other before that. Um, but yeah, Brian and I have a really good shorthand, and and he was Brian's the the first bassist I've ever played with who just kind of like got stuff, like. Like I, you know, I could come up with these riffs and he'd be like, oh, okay. And he was able to play them and they're not really bass riffs. You know, there's a lot of times. Counterpoint. Yeah. Sure. Counterpoint are just kind of riffs. I don't even know what you right. call them. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, that was kind of the goal in starting this band was we didn't really want the guitar and bass to function like guitar and bass. Like, right. I, obviously they do, but um, more is just, I wanted, you know, I wanted to think about them as parts rather than. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys um, are, are, are way more of an ensemble than like thinking about it in the traditional roles of the instrumentation. Um, and, and I would extend that and even into the drums, it, it's just all together. And I mean, there is, there is this sort of, you know, I mean, I won't get all music theory geeky ish, but like there is this kind of counterpoint going on between what you guys are doing at, at times. Um, and it, it, it you know, it's it, in some ways you could say, Oh, it's like a kind of like an endless cycle of riffs, but it doesn't feel like riff after riff. It, it just feels like this weird twisty journey of these three different threads of instruments that are just kind of weaving together at different points. Um, and it, it, it's fun to listen to. I mean, it's just, you know, for me, it's a Marvel. I'm, I'm a guitar player as well. Uh, so for me to try to like pick apart and figure, try to figure it out from a guitarist standpoint, um, I actually had to stop a few times today because there was a few things where what are you doing, man? <laughs> you know, um, and, and kudos again, like I'm just like kind of dumbfounded. And then like, you're doing something and then, you know, Brian comes up with this, this really cool line. That's like either over the top of it, or it's, you know, kind of working through like this thing you're playing. And um, yeah, um, it's just, again, really, really exciting stuff. And I, that, that idea of like the, the parts aren't really bound by the traditional roles of like, bass is a rhythm instrument guitar is more of a lead melody instrument like you guys are just kind of doing this more interlocking thing it's really a neat sound you know oh um, cool thank you we what something we'd like to do is like um uh we're not I, I, we play polyrhythms every like once in a while but like we kind of like playing with the spirit of, of that where like we like to have two totally separate things going on at once to just like uh uh, we're not trying to cause headaches, but we definitely want you to feel a little 
a right. little worried about what what's happening. <laughs> yeah, oh, that, that 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 sort of panic anxiety sort of effect that comes across very very strongly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and on the other side of that, as much as things kind of weave in to create this kind of like sonic fabric, if you will, um, everything's very distinct as well. You know, like what you're saying, like two different two three different things going on at the same time, kind of in the context of how people kind of look at like free jazz or whatever. Um, there's those kind of um, very kind of clear, like independent things that are happening um, with that as well. Uh, so that kind of leads me into the next thing I, I was curious about is, is like the sort of recording with that. Um, so Derek, I, I, it looks like you, you kind of man the boards with all the, like the engineering stuff. Um, you know, for me speaking as a musician, I, I did that for a little bit, but I, I'm just somebody who doesn't have the patience. Um, is that something that's just kind of pervasive with your sort of process as, as you guys are like writing and putting the stuff together or like, how are you able to, I guess my question is, how are you able to separate like when you're doing your writing and arranging and, and, and getting the takes versus like being like an audio engineer and trying to, to be objective? Yeah. Um, well, I'm sure Brian would agree with this. A lot of times I can't be objective. <laughs> so it's, there's a lot of space and a lot of me like being like, well, what do you think, Brian? Or what do you think, Andy? And um, I mean, Brian and I kind of have the shorthand because we've known each other for a long time and we were in bands with shared members and stuff like that. And so um, him and I, like, I definitely have like a chemistry and what, like when Andy walked in, it felt very natural to me anyway. So like, it just kind of like, and I think that's part of the reason why our first album turned into an album instead of an EP was because it was just really easy to like convey stuff to him and he just got it. Let's take a break and listen to another track off of lower automation self-titled. This is father's shirt is a dress on me. Uh, yeah, this one started lyrics first. Um, I was on tour with another band filling in for them and ended up writing lyrics during that. Um, and, uh, probably the year before it came out, actually, like it was a while. Um, my favorite part of the song is the intro, uh, where it kicks in and Brian's hitting these harmonics on the bass and, uh, it sounds like sort of like gongs mm -hmm. and, and like steel drums and stuff. That's my favorite part of the song. Hey, Brian, do you have anything you want to add for either of the, any of these tracks? I just want to thank uh, Jocko for uh, making me obsessed with bass harmonics. And that's why the intro sounds like that. Father's shirt is a dress on me. <laughs> Lines you 
just going to ask how Andy kind of came into the fold. What's the story with that? Because he, he's pretty new to your, your sort of your lineup, right? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, in in uh, normal years, no. In COVID years, yes. Yeah, right, okay. Because <laughs> uh, he joined right before. I mean, like, we played like three shows and then maybe four and then COVID happened. So um, he joined at the end of 2019. And so Brian and I had met him before. Like we'd played in a separate band in his basement because Andy used to run a like a punk house. Um, and then... Uh, and I ended up running into him on tour once and then we just kind of like stayed in contact and and he was interested in trying out. So, um, and he was, he just fit really well. Um, it was, yeah, I think, I think it was like super easy to, to write with him and like, you know, it's gotten easier this time around too. Like, yeah, we, we really needed someone like, we really needed an eye candy in the band is the <laughs> Oh yes. Yeah. So we were like, we can't just we can't just go around looking like this and expecting people to like our bands. We have to get someone hot, uh, and that's really where uh, uh, we. It's just for his looks, not for his brains. <laughs> I don't mean that. I like Andy. Yeah, <laughs> the deuce. I like. Andy. Yeah, he's a great guy too. He's super easy yeah. to be around. Yeah, I don't think anyone has a bad thing to say about him. No solid guy just just yeah. solid himbo energy top to <laughs> right and and i i get what you're saying too about like just i mean the personality thing like you know you're bringing somebody new in and you're trying to go in a certain direction or maybe you're thinking about you know from a touring standpoint i talk about this with my band all the time too we all get along really well we're on our like the, the spinal tap joke we're on our third or fourth drummer i can't remember um <laughs> But, you know, I, I, the bassist in my band, we, we sat down before we were looking for our last person and was like, all right, next guy, we have to be able to, to get along with like really well. I mean, they got to play, right? Um, but like, we got to be able to sit in a van for eight hours and not kill each other. Like, yeah. um, you know, and, and I think that's like, to me, it's like that, that personality dynamic and the people skills and, and being able to kind of come in and, and just be, like one of the group and, 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 and kind of come into that, that that's great, you know? Um, and yeah, it sounds like the, the tenure was a little, you know, he came in and then COVID hit after a few shows. Um, but you, you guys really got a good uh, run with doing the album with him and he's able to kind of start, start in the band with like being able to kind of contribute and be a, a full member and kind of add his, his thumbprint to the music as well with the, the drumming um yeah for sure so uh exciting things on the horizon you know covid is is lifting um or at least quieting down for a bit hopefully um <laughs> and i i saw a few weeks ago you guys are going to be on the math court index fest um that that's really exciting i, I will definitely be there oh, cool. um yeah really excited that that's at bee kitchen this year um i know me too and then, you know, once I saw you guys run, I was like, so excited. I'm like, all right, finally, I'll get a chance to finally see you guys live. And to me, it's like, I'm glad you're, you're on a bill like that too. Uh, what else do you guys have going on uh, kind of moving forward now, now that the pandemic stuff, I know you mentioned about working on a new album, but um, what, what are other plans for lower automation? 
Um, yeah, so we have that show. We're playing. Um, our label is having their fest in Chicago as well this summer. So we're playing that um, in a few weeks. Um, I think we have some a few other local shows. Um, I think we're doing a short run in October is the plan. Um, but other than that, yeah, we're the last like few months we've been really like grinding really busy working on the new stuff um so that that's been kind of our i'm personally right now i kind of have tunnel vision with that that's kind of the only thing i'm thinking about <laughs> okay and is it a continuation of kind of what you guys started with this first uh full length or um i know uh brian mentioned that you're kind of like somebody who's just constantly writing um you know, can people expect like just kind of more of the same stuff or is there going to be some different stuff for here when it comes out? I'm just kind of curious, um, you know, what you can share about sure. the new material. Um, I mean, demos are from the demos anyway. Um, it's the songs are shorter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 30 seconds. I think, I think even shorter than the last time. We, we were joking. This is like our TikTok album. <laughs> Just because we have songs that are like, I think our longest song is a minute 50 or something. Wow. I, th- I think it's just over two. Right. But yeah, something like that. It's like some naked, yeah. naked city grindcore type stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, essentially, yeah. It's, it's like, it's, and, and that wasn't even, uh, right. That wasn't tried, uh, you know, that wasn't an attempt or anything to like make everything short. It just happened. And then, right. Yeah. I was kind of like scratching my head fighting it because I was like, I don't know if I want to have an album this short. And then yeah. it just didn't feel right to make the songs longer. Right. Um, but I think it's uh I think it's definitely sort of like headed down the same path from the from the last album. Yeah. Maybe. Um there's a lot more dynamics. Yeah. So there's a lot of there's more like quiet stuff happening. Um Okay. There's actually there's actually like rests, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was we gonna never... ask about that because you guys don't rest. I mean, you leave space, but you don't. Re- there's that's the the thing about the the music you guys have. What's on this this current um, release is it just keeps going. Um, yeah. So I, I'm definitely curious to, to hear that. Um, so. Um, the, the one track that really stood out for me, I mean, they're all really good. And, you know, we'll be playing some throughout the episode as well. Um, but then at the end, you have that track Runer, um, which to me just kind of like, it's, that's a definite good closer for your album. But the, the feel kind of just changes and it sort of like decompresses a little bit and it just kind of has more space and we, we start hearing a bit more rests. So just, just kind of curious with that particular track. Um, if there was, you know, something intentional with that or that's just how that one came out or you know uh you know i don't know that there was i think it was sort of an accident where yeah. that kind of happened that kind of sorry my phone is going crazy okay. i think that was kind of an accident where um uh that dynamic thing at the beginning with the rest and stuff and mm-hmm. then i just kind of like played with it yeah um which is kind of how most of this stuff starts there's some kind of accident um, especially the new stuff we're working on. I, a lot of that is based off of like me practicing and it, it like really watching out for mistakes and like paying right. attention to them and what happened. And, you know, if I want to yeah. recreate that or can I use that for something. Right. Um, but so that, that song, the lyrics were written first. Okay. And then um, like maybe six or seven months before 
the music maybe longer before the music was and then um i sat down to like you know come up with the guitar part or you know um program drums and stuff and uh that's just kind of what happened and you know to be honest i don't really i remember sitting down to do it and then i don't remember anything else um but i was very like uh like it came together pretty quick but i was very um not self-conscious yeah i guess like self-conscious of it because it's very different than anything we've done yeah it really stands out right yeah um and but like once it was finished i was like yeah this is probably the last song yeah (laughs) uh the ending though that little tag like fast crazy thing at the end we wrote like three different versions of that and that was another thing that was like, I think like the week before we went to the cabin to record, that's the one we decided on. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very last minute. So um, I guess m- one other question too. So how, translating this stuff live, because um, you guys, you went away for during the pandemic, you wrote all this stuff. Um you know, are you guys kind of of the mindset of like, you're just going to recreate what you've done in the studio live or is it going to be a bit of a different experience with translating that? Um, I mean, I think it's mostly, it's pretty close there. I mean, there's, there's, it's kind of written to be like that. Okay. Um, and you know, we, before we record, we play through every song and kind of decide our parts. So there, there's little things that come out like when you're double tracking guitars maybe one of the guitars is something a little bit different or something right. like that right um you got some so that obviously that can't we can't right. do that live um right. and then there's some like chanty vocals and stuff yeah. that we can't replicate right. live so there's like little things like that but for the most part it's okay pre- I, I mean maybe brian disagrees but that i think is pretty close yeah i i think um uh the thing about this whole album is that first whole jeezy crazy the thing about that that album is that there really is no like um uh it's sort of like a held breath all the way through like there really isn't yeah much much, uh space for deviation not that we don't uh deviate a whole lot but uh um we try to get nuts with the uh uh, with the noise Mm -hmm. live uh derek's much better at that than i am because uh not true it's hundred. We're not gonna have this fight right now. But um, um, what's what so, fight is that? <laughs> the the fight the fight where uh, me and Derek just tell each other how good we are at stuff. Um, but and neither but, of us want to hear it. Yeah, neither of us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't. I don't want to take this from you. What do you? You want to want to make me feel nice? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah. Um, uh, a lot of my favorite metal bands uh, do that thing where they play the album, where they play live, like yeah. the same way the album was played. Right. And I never, I never understood why why people were so angry about that. Like I was, so I'm, I'm, I, I like the fact that we uh, uh, sound a little bit like we recorded. It it validates me a little bit as a musician. Right. <laughs> You guys have a sense of accuracy and precision with what you're uh, recreating live. Yeah. Does that happen every night? No. No. But we try. Yeah. <laughs> we the are, one thing we are pretty much useless. So <laughs> the one thing I'm I'm curious about really is the um, 
because it's such a so many pieces in such a short window of time like there's always a natural tendency especially if you're a little nervous or a little you know uh and you had a too much coffee to drink before the show you know might, might speed the tempo up a little bit like how can you can you compress that music even even to a shorter time window for the entire release you know for the entire length of the set um so that that's really kind of what i was sort of getting at is the sense of like but you guys are like the structures of the, the tunes are like probably going to be what to hear and, and that's and believe me that's plenty of music and I'm, I'm certainly excited to hear that too like just how this is going to translate because it is it's it, it really does keep your attention the entire time you guys keep going and then brian your, your analogy about like you're, it's kind of like diving in a pool where you're holding your breath for 20 minutes you know and then finally you come up at the end, you know, I kind of wanted to talk about your guys style a little bit more um, as I've been thinking about this too. Where does this sort of this nervousness and this anxiety sort of come from? Um, are you guys, do you guys have like a pulse on that? Like it comes <laughs> from the heart. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, we are very nervous people, me and yeah. Derek. Um, like, and I mean, I think both of us knew this before we met each other. Uh, but once we started touring with each other, it became like very evident that we were uh, had literally the same neuroses. Um, okay. So, like, I think um, I think that's maybe why we get like there's empathy, we, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, and I think I think that's why we we mix so well when we're making music. It's just like there could be like, hey, here's a here's a guitar line that makes me nervous. Oh, tight. Yeah, it makes me feel really terrible. So that's. <laughs> that's good that's cathartic right it's very well it's not so much cathartic as it is like um i feel like we're really good at reflecting ourselves and our music I, yeah. I have a really hard time listening to anything we make because it really does make me panic it feels like right. um uh i feel like i i feel like we do a very good job of um um reflecting all the all our like panicked moments um yeah so you know basically what you hear is what you get with you guys which comes (laughs) across quite well um and then andy seems pretty chill like i I don't get the sense yeah so he's a good counterbalance for you guys i guess like he's just real laid back and yeah and andy's the kind of guy who's like um like if i'm driving in the van he's sitting in the back I'm yeah. like, oh, are you hot or cold? You want me to turn the air down or anything? Whatever, he's like, no, man. don't worry about me. I'm good, man. Right. Yeah, he's always good. He's always good. I'm um yeah. So he's uh yeah, he's very I mean, I don't know if you know if he's I mean I, everyone feels anxious sometimes, but oh sure. Um, but he he is a very, very chill guy. So yeah. I would imagine he can be kind of a calming presence too for you guys. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah um and i mean not that i don't love being around brian uh <laughs> but uh, uh nice save dog <laughs> that's a really good save my feelings aren't hurt at all it's fine <laughs> okay so yeah that's just really that direct channeling of just kind of, it's, it's just a mode of expression for you guys then um and you're gonna hear, and you won't know it, but you're gonna hear this moment for sure in the record. <laughs> where, 
<laughs> it's a it's a it's a recurring theme is what you're saying right but, yep. you know yeah exactly <laughs> that's hilarious um the other one thing i wanted to talk about was um just kind of your your guys visual aesthetic like when when you came out with the album last year with um the artwork um it, it, again it, it fits the, the the anxious panic sort of vibe very much so um did you guys work with somebody to do like kind of a sort of an art direction or sort of, I don't want to say branding, but just kind of a concept for that? Or is it just something that just you guys just thought up like, Hey, look cool. This kind of splatter sort of vibe. <laughs> How did that come out? Um, so the, the vinyl and digital album cover, um, the, the purplish kind of splattery thing that was done by through someone, um, we connected to through our label okay um and uh yeah they did a really good job and i you know yeah. I, like i don't we didn't really give them a whole lot of direction we we're just like yeah do whatever you want okay and that's kind of what happened um and then we had like a few little little tiny things to fix or not fix but you know um edits mm -hmm. um and then uh the tape that we have uh one of andy's friends did a collage for it. And then on the inside, which is my favorite part of it, Brian had this picture of like, uh, like an old apartment buildings, like bottom stairs. Okay. Um, and that is Brian's like, this looks like kind of like, uh, the feeling of dread and it does. <laughs> and so that's <laughs> yeah, like, it's pretty uh, spot on. I'm looking at it right now. Yep. 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 Okay. Uh, yeah, I love that picture. Um, and so, yeah, so that's the inside of the tape. But yeah, so th those are the two art, uh, covers we have. So my curiosity um, with making cassettes, so I'm from a different, probably a little bit of an older generation. So I grew up with cassettes and, um, you know, cassettes versus CDs. Um, from an audio quality standpoint is one thing, but I, I've, you know, been learning. I mean, cassettes are just so super easy to create and it's uh did you guys actually like listen to the cassettes that do you you know do people actually enjoy those or is it more of like a kind of a trinket i guess you could say or like um you know like a swag piece like what's your take on the cassettes i mean you're doing this hand dip thing which is cool uh yeah well we i, I mean we tried, we did cassettes on like our last ep um as well and uh, I really like what um, Dave, the head of our, the, the guy who runs our label, um, he does the hand dip stuff. Um, it's amazing. Uh, and you can't do that with really any other. No, right. You're medium, absolutely right. So. Right. Um, I think that's really cool. Uh, I do listen to tapes, um, but uh, I would listen to CDs more. Um, they don't, you know, they don't wear out as quick. Uh but I like there's like some like hip hop and stuff sounds awesome on cassette. Kind of like fattens it up and yeah, there's a, there's that analog vibe that kind of comes with it. Yeah, and just having the noise of the rollers and all that stuff too. Mm -hmm. Like there's a certain time of a certain vibe of that. Just like vinyl has its vibe too. You know. Sure. Um. So yeah, I, I get that. That makes it art then from from my perspective. And it's like yeah, a, for sure, an art, an art piece versus just a, a piece of swag or whatever, like a button or a sticker would be. So. That's cool. Yeah, like if, if some of my favorite bands were putting out, 
you know, hand dip tapes like that, I'd be all over it. For sure. For sure. You know, even if I listen to the digital stuff more. Yeah, absolutely. So this is the last track we're going to feature for the episode uh, from your uh, self-titled full-length release. Um, this one's called Come Over. Tell us about it. Uh, yeah, this this was like the first one I mixed when we got back from the cabin. Um, it was kind of the one I was most excited to, to start mixing. Um, we, like, I was really hesitant about using that, like, main heavy riff in the middle of the song. Um because of how like simple it is and not that simple is bad, but uh, like I'm playing power chords and like, right. I'd like never played power chords in this band. Um, Contrast is good though. Yeah. It basically, it taught me to, you know, never say never. Right. The Justin Bieber thing. Um, so uh, yeah, that was uh, that, that this is my favorite song to play on the album. I think. Um, and it just came together like it was just really fun to um, to put together. And then I don't even think we had a whole like there were parts that we like scrapped and rewrote. But this one was like the least one of the least stressful songs on the album where like it just kind of happened, I think. OK. This one has a really cool uh, music video attached to it that our friend uh, Matt Gans made. OK. Uh, which is super hardcore. If people haven't checked that out, you should check that out. We just yeah. walked around my hometown. It was all filmed on VHS. Yeah. Very cool. All righty. And where's your hometown? Just out of curiosity. Uh, Batavia, Illinois. Oh, okay. All right. Where I, where I currently live and will someday die. <laughs> where the, the uh, Buffalo roam. Right. Are they bison? <laughs> there, are, there are some. Well, is that interchangeable? I don't know if that's interchangeable. But yeah, they're, they're, they're out there. different. Yeah. They're so cute. Yeah. Fermilab's cool, man. I mean, there's more to stuff in Batavia. I mean, you're there. No. guys well thanks so much for uh, chatting with me tonight and uh yeah thanks for having us see you guys yeah definitely thank you take care friend bye bye
If you like what you heard, check out Lower Automation at their Bandcamp site, loweraudimation.bandcamp.com. Uh, be a link up to their uh, site with um, this episode at rockinchicago.org. And you can also check them out. They're going to be at Index Fest. Uh, they're playing July 9th, uh, and that's at Bee Kitchen in Chicago. There's a flyer and event information also available as well, and we will also send uh, a link out to our social media channels for that. Uh, thanks again so much for listening, and uh, be kind to each other.